Welcome everyone to our DC Leadership Conference ACB Board of Directors meeting, uh, 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, Eastern Time on Saturday, uh, the 20th of February. So welcome everybody and for all those out there listening on ACB Radio Mainstream, we are so glad you're here and uh, we uh, hope to uh, if not keep you entertained, at least uh, talk about very important uh, subjects and items that impact our organization, the American Council of the Blind. Uh, so with that said, I would like to call the meeting to order. And item number two on the agenda is uh, we are going to ask, uh, and thank you, Katie, for accepting. Uh, Katie F Frederick is going to be our interim secretary today uh, due to the health of Denise Colley, uh, our normal ACB uh, secretary. So, uh, Katie, if you could please uh, call the roll and introduce our guests and, and uh, staff members. Thank you. Sure. So, I think we... Um Start with officers. So Dan Spoon, I'm I believe present. you're here. I'm yes. here. Yes. <laughs> um, Mark Reichert. Don't hear Mark yet. Uh, Ray Campbell. No, Ray. Not a, we're not off to a good start here, are we? Yes. <laughs> um, Denise, are you here? I am here. Great. Great to hear you, Denise. Thank you. David Trott. I'm here. Okay. Kim Charlson. And uh, Kim let me know that she may be a few minutes late. And, and there's Mark. So there's Mark. Mark, we're doing yeah. roll call. Say hello, Mark. <laughs> hello, Mark. Okay. <laughs> so so Kim, uh, Kim had a brief commitment this morning, so she may be a little late getting on. And Ray is dealing with some uh, – some, uh, 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 a, a personal situation so he said he would he'll be in and out today so just to okay. let everybody know okay okay um all right so now on to the board of directors donna brown i'm here but jeff bishop should come before me but that's okay i apologize jeff bishop <laughs> here someone doesn't know her abc <laughs> <laughs> um jeff are you here sorry i am here Okay, <laughs> Jeff and Donna, all right. Yes. Um, Sarah Conrad. Hi, I'm here. Hey, Sarah. Hello. Great. Um, Dan Dillon. Here. Great. And I just heard Kim join, so welcome, mm -hmm. Kim. Thank you. Um, Katie Frederick, I am here. <laughs> and next we have Jim Crott. No Jim? No Jim. All right. Um, after Jim, is it Pat? Pat? No, no, Doug. Doug, Doug, Doug Powell. Doug Powell. Sorry, here. Doug. That's all right. Great. I, I don't have I don't have the the uh, list in front of me, so I'm doing this from my uh, my brain that needs more coffee, apparently. All right. Trust me, I had to write it down. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm yes. Um now Pat Sheehan. Pat is here. Great. Michael Talley. Good morning. Michael Talley here. Give it a try. Excellent. And Jeff Tom. Hello, I'm here. Great. Um, I believe that is the officers and board. 
Um, now for staff. David Trot. He was a treasurer he was, earlier. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. No That's problem. okay. Oh, what <laughs> yeah. about what about Katie? BOP? BOP. BOP. Yeah. BOP. Um, Petty Reader. Hi, Katie. I'm here. Hello. Oh. And um, now yeah. on to staff. Um, Eric Bridges. Here. Um, Cindy Hollis. Hello. And Sharon Lovering. I'm here. Nancy Becker. Here. Tony Stevens. Here. Clark. Clark Rockville. Here. Kelly. Kelly Gass. Hey, I'm here, guys. And is there any more um, staff before I go on to contractors? The one that's been talking to you. That's been talking to me. Get her. Then uh, I got Cindy. He got her. I got. I got. She got her. Any other staff? I do not believe so. Okay. So. Thank you. And I heard Ray join. So welcome, Ray. And um, contractors: Debbie Hazelton. Yeah. And Rick Morin. Here. Any other contractors? Yes. Good morning from the West Coast. It's Jolene. Jolene. Good morning. Thank you. And guests. Are there any guests? We have a few from our voting task force, I think, that are here. As long with Janet. Yeah. Janet. John John McCann is here. Thank you, John. Maria Hansen. Great. Welcome. I'm sorry. Who was that? Connie Sims. Okay. Thank you. Any other guests? All right. And we have um, Janet Dickelman. You're here, of course. Yes. For the I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you heard. Yes, I'm here. Great. All right. Um, Mr. President. Sorry. If that's a little bit. That was a little bit rough, but I think that completes the call of the role. <laughs> Well, thank you. It it, it is. It, I, I I'm I'm feeling your pain there, Katie. I, I you'll, you'll make you'll day. make a good secretary someday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Katie. So it's time. Sure. Uh, item number three is uh, review and approval of the agenda. So let's go through that. So one is call to order. Dan Spoon, president. Uh, two is roll call and introduction of guests. Uh, Katie Frederick substituting for. Uh, ACB Secretary Denise Colley. Uh, three is review and approval of the agenda, Dan Spoon. Uh, four is review and approval of our meeting minutes. Uh, we've got three sets from the fall. Uh, the first is uh, October 13th, uh, our meeting to make the decision on a virtual convention for 2021. Special thanks to Deb Cook-Lewis for, per, uh, for uh, being uh, supporting Denise and creating those minutes. Uh, next are the fall board meeting minutes of November 14th, and those were created by Kim Charlson. Thank you, Kim. And then the budget uh, meetings of November 23rd and December 2nd, and those were created by Ray Campbell. Again, Ray, thank you for that. We also did have an executive uh, committee uh, meeting in January, and I want to thank Kim uh, for creating uh, the minutes from that uh, executive committee uh, meeting. Uh, 
Uh, I want to add an item after four. I don't know if we call it 4A or 4B or what, but uh, Doug Powell had written this morning asking if we could have a discussion about the use of the executive uh, committee um, uh, constitution and bylaw article uh, and when and where and how we should use it. So, uh, Doug, if that's okay with you, we'll put that on as a discussion point after the meeting minutes. Perfect. Uh, Thank you. Okay. Uh, five is our mission moment uh, introduced by Dan Spoon and Eric Bridges. Uh, this uh, meeting, we'd love to celebrate our ACB radio team and volunteers who have supported our affiliate conventions and other ACB special events, uh, recognizing uh, Debbie, Rick, Deb, Tyson, Jeff, Jason, Katie, and countless volunteers that have uh, supported us uh, to do broadcasting, editing, uh, podcasts, uh, and Zoom hosting. So we'll talk more about that. Very exciting for our mission, very excited for our mission moment. Six is our consent agenda. These are items that reports that were sent in ahead of time for the board to read and review. The idea of the consent agenda is we just uh, approve it. If there's any discussion or questions, we would ask and then approve the reports. Uh, A, under the consent agenda are the 2020 financial statements uh, from Nancy Marks Becker. Uh, B, uh, is the editor's uh, Braille form editor's report in a nutshell from Sharon Lovering. Uh, C is our uh, development report from Tony Stevens and JoLynn Bailey-Page. Uh, D is our website and social media report from Kelly Gask. E is our membership services report from Cindy Hollis and F our two audio description reports from Fred Brack, our ADP webmaster, and Joel Snyder, our uh, ADP director. So that's our consent agenda, was agenda, which is item number six. Item number seven is the president's report. Uh, one, uh, ask Kim if she could update us a little bit on the World Blind Union. Uh, which is going to be virtual this year, hosted by Anse from Spain. Two is, a, we'd like, I'd like to have a little discussion on the rollout of the L10 format for our meetings to our program steering committees that has been taking place here over the last quarter or so. Uh, C, uh, our auction committee chair, Leslie Spoon, would like me to ask for a thank you and an appeal for the uh, upcoming convention auction. Uh, D, I'd uh, like to have some discussion on the diversity and inclusion training that was done last night by Jane Dunham. And then E, also some discussion on the uh, sexual uh, misconduct uh, prevention training that was done by Rosalie McNamara. So that's the president's report. Uh, eight is our staff reports. Under that, we have A, our report from our executive director, Eric Bridges. Uh, he's going to update us on the rollout of groups.io. Uh, secondly, wants to update us on a contract we uh, have now put in place uh, with Lathrop uh, GPM related to human resources, HR 
consulting and training services. Uh, three, update us on uh, outstanding uh, ACB uh, employee positions uh, and the status of those as they roll out here through the first quarter. And then four, update us on a new um, approach to the employee um, uh, performance system, which has been implemented, which is part of the EOS uh, traction module. And then five, the famous other updates, because you just never know what can happen at the last minute. Um, B is uh, an update on advocacy from Clark Rackful, our advocacy and governmental affairs uh, the director. Uh, Going to talk about one, uh, accessible mail-in voting and how that's progressed. Uh, two, the Air Carrier Access Act and the final ruling <coughs> on service animals, and then three other updates. Uh, C is a report uh, from Kelly Gask uh, uh, on website and social media. There we want to talk about, and she wants to talk about an exciting new tool called Restream uh, for doing simultaneous live video streamings on multiple platforms. And then two, uh, give an update on work uh, related to search engine optimization and analysis that's going on there that she's uh, an active program she's working on. And then three other updates. Uh, D is a development uh, report from Tony Stevens, our development director, uh, wants to talk to us about the Get Up and Get Moving campaign, number one. Uh, number two, the rollout of our communications plan that we've been working on with Kate Vendemio, our contractor, consultant. And then three, give us an update a little on our year-end appeal and how that went along with other updates. E is a, a grant report uh, from JoLynn Bailey-Page, our grant writer. Uh, F is membership services report from Cindy Hollis. She wants to talk to us about one, community events, how they're progressing, and some really good metrics uh, that she's been uh, putting together related to community events. Two, an approach uh, at, on engaging long-term our at-large members. And then three other updates. And I know one exciting thing there is a new intern she'll want to share some, uh, some information with us about. Uh, and then G is uh, a financial and administrative report from Nancy Marks Becker, our chief financial officer. She wants to uh, let us know about the distribution of the Blair Trust, which came in in the fourth quarter and how it got put into our different investment portfolios. Two, an update on the AMS membership database uh, that will track our membership and talking about the two new fields that will be um, in the system for this year. One on gender identity and the second on race slash ethnicity. And then three, I'm adding a three here for other updates because financial stuff is coming in fast and furious. And Nancy's got two or three other things that have happened this last week that she would like to update us on on the financial world. Uh, nine is our 2020 financial narrative, which will be presented by David Trott, our ACB treasurer. Ten is a request from Jeff Bishop uh, for us to uh, consider 
uh, some proposals to change our board policy. Um, a there is related to the fall board fall board meetings and an opportunity to perhaps make them hybrid where it could be uh, you could attend either in person or virtually. Uh, and then uh, B underneath there is uh, looking again at our board stipend policy and what, uh, what we uh, now approve as our current rate for the board stipend. Again, these are related to, again, put, bringing down barriers and allowing our board of directors to become more uh, inclusive. Uh, Eleven is uh, review and approval of the community events policy and procedures. That's going to be introduced by Cindy Hollis, our membership services coordinator. Uh, 12 is a report on ACE, from ACB radio from uh, Debbie Hazelton, our program director and Rick Morin, our technical director. Underneath that, A is just kind of sharing with us all the cool, new, exciting things that are going on in ACB radio since we met a quarter ago when we last met. And then B, again, uh, talking about an approach for policies and procedures related to broadcasters and participants on ACB radio. And again, how does that kind of sync up with community events and, and a global uh, set of policies and procedures for ACB? Um, 13 is the report from our Board of Publications with Penny Reader, our BOP uh, director. Uh, 14 is a convention report from Janet Dickelman, a convention committee chair, talking to us about the 2021 virtual convention, the 2022 convention, crossing our fingers in Omaha, and the 2023 convention in Schaumburg, as well as some information around the Phoenix contract and potential future contracts. Uh, 15 is our voting ad hoc task force report uh, from our uh, task force chair, Pat Sheehan, along with support from Jeff Bishop, the task force co-chair, and other members of the committee that you all heard uh, be introduced as guests. Uh, 16 is committee reports from both our officers and board members that represent the uh, particular committees inside of ACB. 17 is executive session and 18 is adjourned. So do I have a motion to approve the agenda or, or and then after that, if there's any second, if we have any additions or corrections. So this David, I move we accept the agenda with the addition. Okay, thank you, David. Do I have a second? Second, second, Mark. Mark Reichert is second. Any discussion, any other additions or corrections? All right, hearing none, uh, we have approval of the agenda. Thank you all very much. Our goal is six hours. I Hopefully we can do it. Like I said, as people were coming in, I would really like to take a break about every hour and a half and let everybody have a moment to check, uh, you know, uh, stretch their legs and, uh, you know, uh, maybe get a little bite to eat uh, as we move along the day. So we'll shoot for 1230 for our first break. Uh, and with that said, I'm now going to move on to agenda oh. We need uh, to vote. Mr. Point Chair. of order. Oh, I'm sorry. We need to vote. Well, thank you all so much. <laughs> yes. All right. All those in favor of approving the agenda signify by saying aye. 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 Any opposed? 
Thank you, guys. Appreciate uh, that, Ray that, and David. Yes, Ray. Madam Secretary, this is Madam Secretary. This is Jim Crowd. I've joined the call. Okay. Thank you, Jim Thank and you. Ray. And uh, Dan, just to let you know, um, it's kind of you know about got a little bit mm -hmm. of a family situation. So uh, if I have to scram out of here, I'll just go. And uh, okay, it's got some not so good looking news this morning. So. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Ray. We appreciate yep. it. Okay. Uh, uh, let everybody know that you, for personal reasons, may be in and out uh, throughout the weekend. So thank you. Yep. Okay. And, uh, and, and thank you, Jim, uh, for, uh, for being here. I think uh, we were, that's good. Good. Good to hear. All right. So now I think we're ready to move on to item four, which is review and an approval of the, uh, fall uh, meeting minutes. So first, uh, we have the October 13th um, minutes, which were, really were associated primarily with the decision to move forward with the virtual convention. Again, thanks to Deb Cook-Lewis for preparing those meeting minutes. Um, do I have a motion to approve Mr. those? Mr. President, can I ask you something first? It, uh, sure, sure. I may Dave. be out of order, but we've all had these minutes and mm -hmm. we've all had a chance to read them. Uh, would I be out of order if I just made a motion that we accepted? I mean, we got a full agenda today, folks. Mm. Uh, you know, if somebody has some discussion, I don't mind discussing, but I'd like to move that we accept all the minutes in one lump. Yeah, I'll I think the, the, the three sets of the meeting minutes, there may be a little discussion on the executive uh, committee. Okay, discussion. I'll leave the, yeah. the meeting minutes then and leave yeah. out the executive session. That's fine. Okay, I think that's an appropriate motion. So David has made the motion. Jeff, Tom is seconded. Any discussion? All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right, thank you, David and Jeff, for keeping us that's moving right. efficiently. Move us <laughs> okay. Uh, I did want to spend a little bit of time to talk about the um, the motions that came out of the executive uh, committee session uh, and then recognize Doug for some discussion in that area. So there were really uh, four items that were approved out of the executive committee meeting. Um, several of those have already taken place, so I'll kind of do them in reverse order. One was uh, to uh, produce a statement uh, concerning uh, ACB's feelings related to the uh, situation at the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah. Uh, the second was really to give our uh, staff the um, authority to move forward with contracting with uh, an entity, a firm, to provide us uh, training, consulting advice related to diversity, inclusion, and uh, sexual misconduct prevention, not only from a training standpoint, but also to update our policies, which included our employee handbook, as well as our code of conduct. And as you'll see today, some discussion around policies such as participation in community events and ACB radio and other things. So um, that was the, the second thing that was approved. The third thing was really some discussion around community events and what are appropriate topics uh, that, uh, you know, that, that uh, the ability for ACB to perhaps turn down some certain topics that they did not feel them to be appropriate for discussion in an open format, as well as a motion was made there uh, to uh, require 
um, any community events that are posted on our ACB community event schedule have a host uh, that has gone through our ACB uh, Zoom host training conducted by either Cindy Hollis or one of her uh, training coordinators. So that was the third item that uh, motion that was approved out of the executive session. And as you've seen, that has also already been implemented. And then the fourth was approval, uh, not for additional dollars, but for budgeted money to be kind of coordinated through several different grants to create a new full-time staff position for audio description project coordinator and grant writer. Uh, that was approved. And uh, as you've seen, that, po that position has been posted uh, several weeks ago, and they are finalizing the interview process. So those were the four items that came out of the executive um, committee uh, meeting. I think it would be appropriate for our full board of directors uh, to, I don't know if ratify is the right word, but to, you know, basically move forward in, in uh, consolidation or consolidate, yeah, move forward with, um, you know, the approval of those four motions. Um, so, um, if Jim I can Crowder, have so move. Jim Crowd has moved. Do I have a second? Okay, go ahead, David. I'll give it to David. <laughs> okay, da David's got the second. All right, and uh, any discussion? All right, hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right, now I'm going to ask Doug Powell uh, to have the floor uh, for just a, a good, healthy conversation on the use of the executive committee rule inside of our Constitution and bylaws. So, uh, Doug? Thanks, Dan. Um, hopefully, you, uh, you got my email this morning and have had a chance to read it. If not, um, my motion is that um, Dan appoint a committee to take a look at some of the, uh, at some, at how we do executive committee um, meetings um, and how they, how they uh, intersect with the full board. Um, I was concerned about a couple so, so, um, and uh, that were hopefully a report from that committee will be available um, before the deadline so that we can act on uh, any uh, recommendations before the deadline for constitution and bylaws um, for the convention uh, this year. Um, hopefully, uh, I mean, I, I think there may be some uh, 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 Constitution of bylaws ramifications for some of these recommendations. So uh, if we could have them by that time so that they could be acted on at this year's convention, that would be great. Um, and uh, it, at least, um, at, or at the latest by the fall board meeting uh, when the new executive committee would be elected, I believe. Um, so the issues that, uh, that concerned me, um, one it was uh, not not that the um, uh, motion number one was about um, pursuing uh, hiring a consultant firm and you know exploring and and pursuing hiring a consultant firm for the um, sexual misconduct prevention uh, piece 
Um, and I ha had no problem with that. What I, concerns me was that um, the executive committee committed 50,000, up to $15,000 to that project. And that's not in the budget. You know, that's beyond the budget that we approved in, in um, December or November. Um, I was concerned. I think that's a lot of money to, uh, to have uh, a non-full board uh, commitment. So I wanted, uh, one thing I wanted to do was have a committee explore what is the appropriate amount to have maybe as a limit. Um, so that, that's the first thing. Um, the second thing was, oh, and, and I discussed this with Dan, and he, he mentioned one of the problems is that we don't have meetings very often. So the question becomes, and it takes two weeks to, uh, by, by constitution, it takes two weeks to um, request a meeting of the board. So my, you know, one of the other questions to be raised is, do we really need two weeks um, in this uh, computer age to, um, you know, to, to, for notification of a meeting? Now, on the other side, there's, you know, there are people's uh, schedules to be reckoned with. So, um, I, you know, I, I don't have an agenda one way or the other, but I think it's worth a discussion um, to see if we can come up with something that, that meets our needs at this point, rather than whatever was, you know, whatever was done however long ago. Third yeah. thing is um, what, um, uh, hold on just a second. I'm having a senior moment. <laughs> Oh yes, the the uh, staff the staff change. Um, another question. So that that may be uh, ancillary to the to the discussion of how much money can be moved from one budget uh, area to another or a new budget uh, proposal. Um, but the question becomes: What you know can a can staff changes be made, uh, and under what circumstances uh, that's not approved by the full board? So those are the three issues that I hoped would be um, uh, considered by the committee that Dan appoints um, to just ha make sure that we're uh, on the same page and um, fulfilling our responsibilities as board members. Thank you, Thank Doug. Thank you, Doug. This is Jim Craw. Let me just say I echo and share your concerns. Mm -hmm. Would you like to second my motion? I will second your motion. Thank you, sir. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you, Doug. And thank you, Jim, for seconding. And we'll now open this. It, it, and it maybe, Doug, so just to state your state your motion so we're, we're clear with it, it's really for the, the president to form an ad hoc committee to look into the understanding of um, how the executive committee uh, functions should um, operate relative to a full board of directors meeting. Mr. President, can I amend that slightly? Sure. I, I feel, feel free because I'm, yes. Yeah. And this is, I think, part of what Doug wants, I hope. I, I think it should also include what the current 
executive committee authority is and and how if anything it should be changed that's right because i think we need to clarify that yeah i agree yeah um mr chairman go go ahead ray thank you thank you um actually um i you know when uh i first saw this i was kind of like well, I'm, the executive committee hasn't been used for years. And, you know, so it really doesn't meet that often. And I was kind of thinking, well, what's the problem here? But as I think about, think this through a little bit, um, I think, Doug, you bring up some really good points. Um, but I think, I, I actually think it's broader and that we really ought to look at the whole board and notice of meetings and, and things like that uh, as a broader uh, sense. But if we want to limit it specifically to the executive committee, uh, I first want to say to this board that having read Article 6C of the Constitution and bylaws, uh, nothing that occurred in last executive committee meeting was went against what the current authority is. So we just want to make sure we're, we're good there. I, I believe uh, very strongly that that's the case. Uh, so I, I do think, I do think it's worth taking a look. I mean, since we haven't used the executive committee in some time, uh, and that it does take some time to get the full board together to, to discuss business. And frankly, there are things, and I believe that all of the things that took place in the last executive committee meeting are things that really couldn't wait for a board meeting. So therefore, all that being said, I am going to support this motion and uh, would like to be considered as a member of the uh, of the uh, task force or committee. A committee looking at a committee is kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> I'd like to be uh, considered as a member of that uh, of that group should this motion pass. Mr. President, can I ask Ray a question? Yes, sir. Ray, what if the executive committee had voted to repeal the budget? Uh, well, that I, what's interesting, Jeff, is an interesting question because the the current authority under the executive committee uh, piece of Article C or Section C, I'm sorry, says that it's business that can't wait till a board meeting, provided that it shall take no additional um, uh, action, actions that would run against our current policy. The executive committee, I don't believe, would have the authority to repeal the budget. Is what I'm saying. Because so, the article, the, the language is pretty broad, and it is you know, broad. I think we need to look at it. It is broad, and I think, it, and that's why I agree with the motion because I do think it's worth taking a look at, especially as I said, because we haven't used the executive committee in eons, so it's definitely worth taking a, a look at. So uh, I, I don't believe they would have had the authority to do that, but uh, and I think the wise people that are on the executive committee would never have considered that. However, you raise an, an interesting point and that's why I'm supporting this. And that's why I think it needs to be looked at. Yeah. All I got to say, Mr. Chairman. Yeah. Yes. Is that Jim? Yes, it is. I, um, yeah, go ahead, I, I just, I, I just have to say, um, whether these things had to occur at an executive committee meeting or could have waited, I'm a little perplexed to understand why a position that hasn't existed in our budget until now had to be created in an executive committee outside of the transparency of the board and outside of the consideration of the full board it it, it just kind of doesn't work for me 
So I have to strongly support um, the need for looking at this and seeing what we really want to do about this because um, while we haven't used um, this authority often, it, it, it does beg the, quest, beg the question here as to when we should and when we shouldn't and why. So I strongly support the motion. Yep, I, I think, and I, as your president, I would really like some clarification on this too, because I really believe when this was all formed, um, you know, before, when, when this part of the Constitution and bylaws was created, way before we even had email, you know, I mean, 14 days for people to perhaps get on planes and fly to be together in person was a very reasonable amount of time for, uh, you know, an exceptional situation. And I could see, and in, in from my reading of the history, I would say there was a point in time when most of the business of ACB was done in executive committees and not in board meetings. But, you know, that world has changed. And, and so I think we really do need to look uh, at this. On the other hand, I will say as your ACB president, Things come up very quickly right now that, you know, to wait two months to four months uh, for a standard board meeting is difficult. And I, I'll have to tell you that I, you know, as your president, I have been scheduling some additional board meetings besides our in-person board meetings and have received feedback from several of you all that you're not real pleased with the frequency of our board meetings. So there's a little soul searching that has to take place here too, that if we, as we move forward here, I do believe, um, you know, we need to think a little bit uh, more uh, long-term about how often this board does meet. Dan. Hey, Dan. Yes. Real quick, yeah. I'm, I'm going to jump in ahead of Jeff only because I just got a text from John McCann, who knows the D.C. code inside and out. He uh -huh. said there are some very pertinent provisions in the D.C. code related to uh, executive committees. And John is here. I don't know if he would want to elaborate, but um, uh, there are pertinent provisions regarding this. And I think that should be part of what this committee uh um, seeks to under to learn and to understand because as when Pat will report later, we had some of this come up related to the voting at Hawk Task Force as well. So, um, John, did you want to briefly share, um, if you don't mind, as a guest? Uh, no, I I mean I just uh, back channel Ray and Ray. Thank you for you know, uh, for what you just did. Yeah, there's a provision in the DC code talking about a designated body, and that's a subset of the board with specific powers. So um, uh, I, I won't say more than that here. Uh, and thank you for allowing me to chime in. I, I guess what I'm saying, Dan, is feel free to put me on that committee, uh, and Maria too, no doubt. Maria Hansen as well, who really understands the code. Thank, thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. So, I any other discussion? I will throw one, one more thing out here that I want Pat to talk on. Uh, okay, David. So, go ahead, David. Um, I support uh, Doug's motion. Um, I would also like to be a part of that group. Um, but I want to give you some history here. Uh, we use this quite a bit. 
in the early 2000s. And it, it worked, but it, it was somewhat, um, I think, overused is the right word. Uh, I, I do think there needs to be some limitations. But more importantly, uh, the 14-day notice for a board meeting in this day and time to me is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But there is still a need for the executive committee, I think. Uh, the other thing, Dan, this is a point of order, and we can't do it today, I don't think, unless Nancy tells me different. Uh, we need to open the budget and make the adjustments and vote the approval. Uh, that's the method we've used for years. Anytime that we make major expenditures and, and it changes a line item in the budget, we generally open it and fix it in a board meeting. Okay, and I think what we will do, David, because I think there's going to be one more um one more situation that comes up this afternoon related to a grant that was received. So I think when we get to uh, item nine on the, the narrative, maybe uh, we'll add that to the agenda for, for any budget uh, proposals that need to be approved. Would that be okay? Yeah, or we can actually, there's no time limit. We could actually do it so that people could look at it and see what it did to the budget. We could actually do it by the, convention board meeting or the May board meeting, whenever we meet again, it's, it's not imperative that we do it today. It's just procedural. And that's, you know, uh, I don't know if it has something to do with the audit or what, but we generally do it. Okay. Well, we will probably have a board meeting in between this meeting and the pre-convention board meeting. So maybe we can put it on the agenda for then, uh, that's good. for, for b- budget changes. Okay. Um, uh, any, Anybody else on this motion? I did want to recognize Pat relative to this motion in that, and I know this is later in the agenda, but one of the things the voting uh, ad hoc task force had recommended was given the unique situation of 2021 with a virtual convention that we consider not making, um, having, you know, election besides elections that we not have voting associated with constitution and bylaw changes or with uh resolutions uh, for for this uh for this upcoming virtual convention so doug's motion is asking us to put something um in place perhaps to be voted on by this convention and yet the voting task force is going to recommend that we not modify the constitution and bylaws in 2021 but wait till 2022 when we're back in a more um, uh, traditional environment so i didn't know pat and doug if you wanted to talk about that a little bit before we make this motion I can I can say I left it flexible. Yeah. I said no later than the fall board meeting, uh, which I believe I, I believe we uh, vote on the executive committee every year, if I remember correctly. I, I think that would be good at the fall bo- board meeting if we could come back with a set of recommendations. Of recommendations. That, that, that would go be uh, right. it be introduced as changes to the constitution and bylaws in twenty twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah, yeah, if that would be, if everybody would be okay. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah, that would work because of what our assumptions that we made, Doug. On the Dan? Voting task force. Yeah. Yes, Jeff Bishop. Um, I'd like to serve on this uh, committee because there's other changes in the executive committee structure I'd like to see made um, 
to ensure that equal and equitable ability to serve is provided on the executive committee? So how we go about how we go about electing our members to serve on the executive committee? Because um, I think that's really, really important that if we want to build leaders in this organization to move them forward, then they should be given as much opportunity as well to serve as people who have been on the executive committee for eight to 10 years or however long they might've been on it. Right. And, and, uh, and so let's go ahead and, and uh, in any other discussion and thank you, Jeff, I'll definitely consider that when we're putting the committee ad hoc committee together, assume it approves. Um, any other discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed. And I think as a good um, compromise, uh, if you guys are okay with this, because I have invited the non-voting officers to participate in any executive committee meetings that we uh, do, (coughs) do need to have because of timing. So in my mind, what I will do in the future is, even though legally, if it's less than 14 days, the whole board can't vote, uh, there's no reason I, in the future I will inv- invite the whole board to be there and provide input, even though officially only the members of the executive committee uh, would have a right to vote. Because I think that would help us get everybody's thoughts out there before we vote on any of these uh, urgent topics. So, does that sound good to everybody? Yeah. And Dan, if you if you're looking for a someone to lead this uh, committee, I would be happy to step forward and do that. All right. Well, I thank you, Ray. I, I will consider that. But you know, there's there's others that you've already had an opportunity to. You know, to <laughs> exactly. There so there may be others who want that opportunity. Exactly. But, but I'll exactly. keep that in mind, I'm just, Ray. I'm you. just offering if uh, if that if that's needed. Uh, take that under okay. advisement, sir. All right. Thank you. Yep. All right. I believe this finishes item four of our agenda. Thank you all very much for good and constructive conversation. Uh, Item number five, very exciting time, is our uh, mission moment and uh, presented by uh, Dan and Eric. And I will start off by just saying I really cannot say enough uh, positive uh, and appreciative things and thoughts associated with our ACB radio team and their volunteers for the amazing work that has been done supporting our affiliate conventions and other special events uh, such as the uh, Descriptathon 7 and our upcoming Audio Description Training Institute and the DC Leadership Conference and on and on and on. So uh, to, to Debbie, to Rick, to Deb, to Tyson, to Jeff, to Jason, to Katie, and to truly all the uh, other volunteers have given of their uh, of their time and talents uh, to be broadcasters, to be editors, to be podcast uh, creators, to be streamers and broadcasters. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I can't tell you, uh, as your ACB president, how many positive uh, emails and comments and phone calls I've gotten from affiliate after affiliate that have just been so appreciative of the work that ACB Radio has done and what that has brought to um, 
to folks, uh, state conventions and um, special uh, interest affiliate conventions. It has really broadened the outreach. It's made their auctions really successful. It's provided, uh, you know, uh, really wonderful participation. And so, again, to all of you, thank you. And I'm going to turn it over to Eric to add his comments. Sure. Well, think about where we were a year ago. We were meeting in person, for starters, which feels like a million years ago now. But something uh, of a first took place last year at this board meeting. It was the first time that we broadcast a board meeting over ACB radio. And uh, we had a lot of folks uh, listen in. And then, you know, spin it forward to, to March and April as the community events began uh, coming in fast and furious and the desire uh, for us to be able to, to get those events, those calls out through different communications channels so that more folks could, could listen in. And ACB Radio had the, the existing infrastructure and uh, the folks with the, the talent and, uh, and the passion to, to make that work. And then, you know, you fast forward to the convention and the 108 breakouts. And uh, I mean, it was a little slice of insanity for that eight day period. <laughs> but, um, you know, ACB Radio provided this organization and is providing this organization with a lot greater visibility for all the good work that is being done, be it, um, you know, by, by the, the team, uh, you know, in, in Alexandria or Minneapolis, but also all of these community events and, and the entire community platform that has been built. And, it, and frankly, the rebranding of one of the streams as ACB community. So, you know, this is, this has been just tremendous. And then up, up to, you know, the, the summer and fall with all of these state conventions, I was, Dan and I laugh about, you know, being able to travel all over the country without leaving our couch uh, on the weekends, right? Um, all of the state conventions, uh, who would have thought I'd win a, a hotel room at the Washington state convention for the upcoming, <laughs> the upcoming convention this fall, by participating in in their in their auction uh, over Zoom, right? I mean, these are just these are things that that are helping not just ACB nationally, but our our state and special interest affiliates. And um, it's you know I'm I'm really proud of of what has been done. There's a lot more to be done, and the whole rethinking of what is radio, what is media. Uh, you know, some of that's going to, th that discussion is going to take place tomorrow as part of the president's meeting and uh, a panel discussion. I think it's going to be great. Uh, you know, I, I, I've really appreciated being able to work with, you know, uh, uh, Jason and, and Debbie and now Rick uh, on, on this and, and, and also having the, the opportunity to, to give Tony visibility to, to the radio team and, uh, also, just getting to know a lot of these uh, folks that are volunteering their their time and their talent, uh, be it you know streaming or editing, um, it's it, it's been tremendous, and um, I, I just want to say thank you, Mr. President. Uh, 
Um, Dan? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Hold on one second. I, I'd like to at least uh, I'd like to have Debbie and Rick have an opportunity to say a few words, and then I'll then I'll recognize you. So go okay, ahead. no problem. Go ahead, Debbie and Rick, if you would like to, as our fearless, fearless leaders here. Go ahead, Debbie. Well, then I guess I'll go ahead. Um, hey, thanks, everybody. This means uh, this means an awful lot, and uh, it, it truly does. This is, uh, you know, a, a real team effort um, to do all of this stuff. Um, I've, I think I've never had as much fun as I've had doing auctions. Uh, they're an absolute blast. But, but thank you, Dan. Thank you, Eric. And, and thanks, everybody, for I, every time we end one of these state conventions, I always thank the, the state convention folks for inviting ACB Radio to be part of their convention because we really consider it a privilege to have the opportunity to be part of that. And, uh, and we've gotten to know so many people at, at so many levels and developed so many relationships as a result. Um, it, it's just tremendous. So uh, thank you to everybody. Thanks for the uh, recognition, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Rick. And then uh, now I'll recognize Ray. So go ahead, Ray. Hey, thanks, Dan. Um, you know, ACB Radio has been around for, gosh, 20 years, I think, 20, 21 years, something like that. Um, whoever thought that back in the day when people like Jonathan Mosen and uh, Chrissy and people like that who started ACB Radio and up through the years with Larry Turnbull, that we would see ACB Radio doing all that it's doing. This is the best place that ACB Radio has been, I think, in the 20 years that um, it's been around. And the, the, tra the trajectory is only going upward. That's one thing I want to say, and it's because of the great leadership we have, not only in this organization, but leading ACB Radio and people like Debbie and Rick and uh, all the wonderful people. And uh, second of all, by the way, we know what makes the auctions all successful is veteran Eugene. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, uh, that, that uh, is Eric, true. That Eric, is true. Yeah. <laughs> Eric gets a hotel room and all I get is chocolate chip cookies. And they were very good, by the way. <laughs> uh, Eugene um, is the best guy at bidding stuff up, boy. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a group of about 10 people from across the country that I don't think ever miss an auction. So, uh, hey, and yes. I'd like to recognize Jeff Bishop, who's the chair of I, our, I'm not uh, quite finished, Dan. Oh, I'm sorry, Ray. It's okay. okay. I, I just, the other thing I want to say, though, having had the opportunity to serve as host for parts of these state conventions, the professionalism and the attention to detail that these folks have, and once again, this is a product of our wonderful community that we have all worked so hard under the direction of Cindy Hollis to build up this year. So I just want to make sure that we're aware this is so much another yet another organic piece of this wonderful community. Thank you. Yeah, Dan, Thank by by all means please recognize Jeff. Yeah, and, I want to and, Jeff and Jason also. Je Jeff who's the uh, you know chair of our ACB radio steering committee. So Jeff, I Love for you to say a few words. I just wanted to uh, really thank um, Debbie and Rick for the tremendous hard work that they have uh, been doing over 
all of this uh, time. And we can't forget Jason. Um, Jason really was monumental over the last year in you know helping put together a really strong infrastructure uh, for the future. And he continue, continues to do that on a volunteer basis. Um, and then there's the rest of all of our volunteers and people that make this all magic work. So thank you, everyone. You're a great team. And uh, just let's just keep making magic happen. Thanks, Dan. Was, it, was I called? I'm sorry. I just was in a meeting with Cindy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, you were, Debbie. We were we were doing the mission moment, recognizing the ACB radio team for their uh, support of the affiliate conventions. So, um, if you wanted to say, uh, just just real brief, um, Rick has been so wonderful to work with. I mean, it started really with Florida last year, um, and then into Netwell. It started with Rick a long time before that. But uh, <laughs> as far as convention coordinating. And um, national, of course, but um, I, every time I got, I, I'm just so glad every time I got a case where somebody was like, well, I think we should do this or why aren't we doing that? I'm like, oh, that's a good person to put to work. So <laughs> um, t- Rick trained Tyson. Tyson has been training uh, Cecily Nipper and um, Katie Lear and uh, has worked uh, Deb Lewis and Katie Frederick. And I, I'm just, we could not do this without all these people. So, um, and Jason, of course, Jason is still a right-hand helpful person. It's just incredible. What a great team we have. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Debbie. And yeah, Deb and Katie and that boy, it's like they got, you got, y'all, you've elevated and delegated. You all have like, teams of, yeah, of, we of, do. of people now. It, and, and, we sometimes and, and, have had two or three conventions at once, I guess two, and there are two yeah. teams of people working yep. on each one has had a team. And I signed, I signed all my emails. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael Talley had asked Stay for the tuned. floor. Uh, Michael Talley had asked for floor and I hear Katie's voice. So go ahead, Michael. Um, and I'd like to go after Katie one. Thanks. Okay, sure, Mark. Yes, just real quickly, thank you, uh, Dan and Eric, for recognizing the ACB team. is just incredible. And just this week, RSVA held their Sagebrush Convention, and Rick and Tyson did an incredible job. I, I hope everyone on this committee knows how many hours they're putting into it. Like, just the Sagebrush oh. Convention, oh. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, they were hosting for at least seven hours a day. And then <laughs> here they are, they, they were a part of yesterday and today and it yeah. just blows my mind it's something we should very be, be proud of it's just incredible and they did an outstanding job they were showing videos they were cutting to panelists they just did an right. incredible job michael i'll send you that 20 bucks i'm gonna pay yeah. for thank, you. thank you michael okay and then katie <clears throat> no, just wanted to say um, it's it's been great. You know, I love helping out with the with the state conventions, um, whether I'm so whether I'm Zoom hosting or part of the team that's helping plan. Um, I just I really love that kind of work, and I'm happy to give back to ACB in that way. You know, um, some of us, you know, we all we all give how we can and what we can, and um, it's just great to thank you, Katie, to, to for give everything, in this way for everything you've done as well you've done a lot 
Thank you, Katie. Thank and you, Deb Lewis, for everything. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, Mark. Yeah, thanks. So this isn't about affiliates per se, but I think it demonstrates the power of ACB Radio and the power of collaboration. So this past Tuesday, ACB, along with uh, AER and four other groups, all six organizations representing blindness, deafness, and deaf blindness, had really the first kickoff event uh, for the year's worth of you know joint efforts around special education, you know, broadly, and including reaching out to parents and consumers and folk. We had over 430 people register, about 200 people came, and I just want to uh, tip my hat to uh, Debbie Hazelton, the whole team, but especially Debbie, who, you know, I, I don't want to tell you that everything was sort of hastily put together, but, you know, we'd, we'd only been planning this thing for a couple of weeks, and it was, you know, by the numbers, was an unqualified success. I think it turned out really well, but uh, frankly, uh, ACB Radio and Debbie in particular kind of helped, I don't want to say drop everything, but wow, it was somewhat last minute, gave of her time to connect us up. And uh, I'd love to see us think uh, even more creatively than we already have, obviously, uh, to you know, lift up these kinds of collaborative events, because it was, I had such yeah. pride in being able to say to that crew on Tuesday evening last, uh, you know, we're joined across the country by folks on, on ACB radio, what a cool thing it is to be able to show or demonstrate our organization's collaboration uh, across our community. So thanks, Debbie, so, so much. You're, You're welcome. And you had you had 200 people on Zoom, which was, it's always good to see. I just yeah. love seeing yeah. Braille Buzz yeah. last That's week. That's awesome. Over 70, over 70 people yeah. on Zoom. The, so. the Braille Buzz are really good. popular and they're really good. Great. They yeah. are. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I want everybody to unmute. Are you ready? We got to do it. So is everybody ready? <laughs> hip, 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 hooray. Hip, hooray. Congratulations. Thank you all so much. Stay all tuned. Right. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yes. Stay now, tuned. now everybody can go back on mute. No. Yep. <laughs> Good night. All right. All right. Now, uh, again, and thank you all. Uh, again, item number six on our agenda is our consent agenda. Uh, we had uh, six sets of reports that were presented to the board. Uh, related to uh, our financial statements, our editor's report, development report, uh, our website and me social media report, our membership services report, and our audio description project reports. So if, hopefully everybody's had a chance to read those, and I'd like a motion to uh, approve the consent agenda. Mr. Chair? Yes, is that Denise? All right, then. Yeah, I second. Oh, no, you can make the motion. Denise makes the motion. <laughs> and, and who Patrick second? Will second? And Patrick will second. Thank you, Denise and Patrick. Any discussion or questions related to the items on the consent agenda? Uh, Just that they were good. They were they good. Did. And uh, Doug Powell, you, ha you, you had a, a yeah, comment? I had, a, I had a, uh, two uh, comments on the uh, uh, financial statements. One is that... Um, on the income statement, one of the lines uh, reads um, Braille Forum Raffle slash uh, subscriptions. And there's only, what, $600 or something like that on it. And then um, it, below it says raffle. Is there any way you can change the items so that they, uh, you know, Braille Forum subscriptions is one line and, and the raffle is another line? Uh, the Braille Forum raffle? Uh, uh, I, I, I 
don't they, uh, Nancy can, uh, we'll, we'll have uh, recognized Nancy real quick, but I don't think that's the Braille Forum raffle income as we're talking about, because that was uh, well over $23,000. So, but uh, Nancy, maybe for a point of clarification. I'm trying to ask which which um, item was it that you're referring to? Is it on the revenue side? Are you talking about money coming in uh, for yes. subscriptions? Oh, individual Braille Forum subscriptions. And those are people who are paying to get our Braille Forum magazine. Right. And then there's also a line in there. I think some people do donate like during affiliate roll call money for the Braille Forum. So I don't know if that's because well, it said... Um, uh, raffle slash subscriptions. I, the, the word raffle might not have been appropriate there, Doug. So we can take that under consideration. Okay. And then um, uh, other fundraising events. Um, uh, there's a line that says other convention contributions. And it's uh, 15000 $132. And I was wondering what that, what that was, why it didn't fit into other categories. Other, all other convention income. Other convention contributions. So what I am seeing is miscellaneous convention donations and then all other convention income. That so two different? I, I, they're, they're two different things. All other convention income, typically we do not have anything in there or very, very little in there every year, but we had people that were donating for door prizes. So the all other went, to, the door prizes went into the all other convention income. Okay. So that was, that made up the 15,132. I'm not seeing the 15,000. Which one of the two statements are you looking at, Doug? The one based on program or the one, the overall financial statements that? This is the income statement okay. by program area. Yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. Oh, by program area. Okay. Yeah. And, and there is a line, there's a section called other con convention contributions. And under that section is other income. Are, are you understanding, Nancy? It's the it's the one where you break it down by program. Oh, that one. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> now I now I understand where you're coming from. So what, instead of having so many line items, we sort of group think, think some items together. Kind of combine uh -huh. them together. Yeah. Yeah. So if they were very similar, we put them all into one category. <laughs> I see. Okay. All right. So it combines several items from the from the detailed financial statements. Gotcha. Okay. Um the uh, on the on the balance sheet um, uh, under the prepaid expense and uh, under the um, prepaid convention um, isn't that where the um, 
Phoenix um, hotel commitment that has not been yet resolved would show up? We have not. So the, if you're referring to, we have not paid anything to Phoenix yet, so we have not done any deposits. This is a, as of the end of 2020. Yeah, yeah so we, we do have a deposit in the balance sheet for um, Chicago. Okay. Right. So, so we hadn't paid anything to Phoenix? We had not, no. Gotcha. Okay, thank you. So if you're seeing something, it wouldn't be, uh, if you're seeing something in prepaid at any time, convention, sometimes it happens when we're there at the, for the fall board meeting, we have expenses that we incur for the next year. So that would go into sure. um, uh, um, prepaid, uh, it would go into expenses for the next year. Sorry right, about right. that. No, I understand. Yeah. Okay. I got that. I just was, uh, I was surprised that there were zeros because I thought we had an outstanding um, prepayment to the Phoenix hotel. So no. we, we have okay. an update on that, that Janet will sure. share you with you sure. during her convention. Sure. Okay. Update. I just wanted to check yeah. that on the sheet. Okay. Good. 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 I'm good. done. Okay. Well, thank you, Doug. And thank you for, uh, for um, reading the documents thoroughly and asking questions. That's, that's the purpose of this. Uh, any other discussion? Dan, I just think it's real interesting to look at the percentages um, that we get from different programs. You know, our convention and conference is such a huge part of what we do. Yet, if you you know breaking out, of course, breaking out the convention sponsors. Oh, somebody's got Windows Seven. Uh, breaking out the convention sponsors. Um, it's interesting that you know it's actually a fairly small percentage of the income that we bring in. Uh, I just. Thank you for putting those percentages on there um, because it really, it's, it's really, it's interesting to read and research and see how we, where our money comes from uh, for various programs and, and that. So uh, thank you guys for doing that. Sure. Very good. All right. Hearing no other discussion, all those in favor of approving the consent agenda items signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. Thank you. All right. Now we're going to go on to item seven, which is the president's report. I did want to uh, say a little something before I recognize Kim today. Uh, as we go through the remainder of this agenda, there really is a, a fair amount of discussion on today's agenda uh, related to policy and guidelines. And this has created uh, a certain amount of discussion uh, at our affiliate president's meetings, uh, just a, a conversation on our leadership list. And I just wanted to make everybody aware that ACB in no way is, is trying to be uh, a prescriptive, uh, dog, dogmatic type of uh, an organization. But really, uh, what we are learning as we continue to grow and professionalize the American Council of the Blind and offer wonderful things like our community events and the expansion of ACB radio, uh, that there really is, uh, is a need. And one of the responsibilities of this board is to review policies and procedures of our organization. So... Um, I hope everybody, as we move forward through this conversation today, um, uh, 
comes into that discussion uh, realizing that the the reason for uh, the the kind of the upsurge, I'll say, in policies and procedures are really related to, you know, the times that we live in, in the, you know, in the 2020s, as well as a need for us really to, to revisit uh, and, and make more professional some of the policies and procedures that have been part of the American Council of Blind for a number of years. And it also has to do with just the advent of technology and how that then creates not only a wonderful environment for 98 or 99 percent of those that participate, but a need to put certain policies and procedures in place for that one or two percent that, you know, uh, is not always on their best behavior. So, um, I just uh, wanted to kind of provide that to you all as we get started through today. Um, and so, Thank you for, for being patient and for providing your very valuable input as we go through these different exercises. Um, I now, for the item number one of the president's uh, report, I would like to call on Kim Charlson to give us a little update of what I'm calling the uh, World Blind Union Quadrennial Plus One <laughs> uh, virtual uh, <laughs> convention that will be held this year and is being hosted by ANSE in Spain. So, Kim? Thank you, Dan. So, um, in late October, the um, the World Blind Union Executive Committee, which is their um, executive board, they call it EXCO, um, is uh, met, and they made the decision at that point to have the general quadrennial meeting um, that was rescheduled from 2020 to 2021 in the um, early summer, they decided to have that be a virtual meeting. Um, so the, it's interesting, the official dates for the World Blind Union portion of the meeting are June 28th through the 30th. Um, however, as I proceed, you'll see that that isn't totally everything. Um, so they're calling this meeting because the World Blind Union meets in conjunction with the International Council um, Education of the Visually Impaired, ICEVI, um, as well. So they're meeting at the same time virtually, and they're calling this event the World Blind Summit. Um, so they gave it a name. Um, and so it's the World Blind Summit and what it means, you know, to blind and visually impaired is kind of the subtitle of what, what, um, what, they're, what they're doing. And um, the uh, other things have been given other time slots. So the executive board meeting will take place prior to the 28th and 30th. It will take place um, as it did in October. Um, it met for three days um, for two hours each day. And it was 7.30 to 9.30, I think it was, a.m. in um, Eastern, Eastern time and then everywhere else in the world. So that's, they figured that that was the best configuration to have 
the best representation globally and that somebody didn't have to be awake at 3 a.m. to participate. So, um, so I think they're doing a similar thing with the executive because the dates of the executive meeting happen between the 14th and the 19th of June. And then <laughs> the week of the 21st to the 25th, that will be what they're calling pre-session week and internal business for the World Blind Union. So that will be when the World Blind Union presents their, their activity reports, their country reports, resolutions will happen, and elections will happen. Um, and for quorum purposes, all delegates will have to participate in this week, especially when decisions must be adopted by the full body. So, so technically, <laughs> the, the World Blind Union meeting actually, um, for, for anyone who's a delegate, would be the 21st to the 25th, and then the 28th and the 30th. And if you need to go to the executive, then it's going to be sometime between the 14th and the 19th. And again, I don't think any of those dates are, you know, all day long meetings, which is why it's spread out so, so widely. And again, that's because they're trying to accommodate all time zones around the globe. So that's a pretty big challenge. Janet thinks that she's got a tough job, but just imagine if you were doing this for the entire globe and trying to set up a schedule. Um, it looks pretty daunting to me. So, um, the and I did make one note that on the the twenty eighth and thirtieth are longer days. On the 29th, the WBU will only be meeting for um, ninety minutes on that day. Um, and that's to present the decisions adopted in the previous week in case further discussions are required. So, um, so that's kind of the summation of how the General Assembly is going to be structured in a virtual environment. Um, ACB has been notified with our, um, we're responsible because Mitch is the vice president of the region. And um, so we, ACB as an organization is responsible for collecting all the dues from the US members and then paying um, the World Blind Union dues. So Nancy received those dues and, and we're in the process of making sure those get paid within the next like four weeks or so. And um, there will be soon, I'm, I'm expecting fairly soon, there will be announcements about, um, uh, you know, awards for the WBU, resolution submissions, those kind of things, because they have to get that all done. They have to finalize everything by, you know, by, well, before June, certainly, so that it can all be presented. So that's, um, that's what I know at this point. Um, and then the, the other reference that um, Dan made to plus, plus one is that um, Spain has, has also committed that um, they still want to host a, a general assembly in person in Madrid 
um, the next time that there will be a quadrennial meeting. So that would be in, I believe we said we wanted to try to get back on schedule. So I think that may end up being in 2024. So I think that's it, Mr. President, that I'm aware of. Thank you, Kim. Katie, was that Katie? Yeah, just a question. Um, Curious. I'm curious. um, Can anyone tune into this, to these sessions? Do you know, or are, you know, are they only open to? Well, they will be having um, observers and I don't know anything about how they were planning to structure any kind of registration fees or anything like Mm -hmm. that. It should be in in my opinion, it should be quite minimal, if anything, yeah. um, because most of the registration fees during a general assembly were because they feed you like kings and queens. I swear, <laughs> they're always having tea and <laughs> chips and cookies and crumpets and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's you know we now the a lot, but it's nothing compared to Europeans and their tea breaks. Let me tell yes. you. <laughs> you. One one thing I learned: you don't we get, get one tea. cookie. We're happy. You know they have to have a whole platter. It's like amazing. <laughs> so, um, so a lot of the expense is is food related. So mm-hmm. there's not going to be any food. So it should not. But as soon as I know more, I will certainly share that because it is open to observers. Yeah, I'd like to like to learn more. And uh, and with this kind of a schedule, I think it's a lot more. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot easier for people to participate in some way because it'll only be, you know, two or three hours a day during a given week to participate yes. in different things it so. sounds like the eastern time zone got the got the uh, got the plum uh, we pie. we really did i have to say even yeah. though it was it you know <laughs> i guess for you know the pacific time or hawaii time they're the ones that have to really get up early but yeah um unfortunately um yeah yeah there, there's um, that's true there's not so, again many, not so many countries in that in that kind of area right through there yeah. exactly yeah well, thank you, Kim. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, item uh, B is I'd like to talk um, a little bit about the L10 uh, meeting format that we have rolled out through the steering committees. Uh, and I'm going to put uh, Kelly and Katie on the spot here a little bit because they were kind of our trailblazers doing it for the public awareness steering committee. And uh, uh, you know, if you all wouldn't mind just giving a brief comment on how you felt like the the L10 format is going, and uh, and, and of course many of our uh, board members are part of that uh, group. But uh, and then we'll, I'd like to get some feedback from the advocacy steering committee and the convention steering committee and others that have kind of gone to the uh, L10 format. So, um, hey Dan, this is Kelly. Hey Kelly. Hey. Thank you. So I, I actually, um, you know, when we first started doing the L10 thing, I was like, you know, I, I wasn't really sure about it, but it started working really well, you know, internally for us. Um, so when I brought it into the public awareness um, steering committee, and this is also uh, Deb and Katie and I meet regularly as well. And when we meet, we also use the L10 meeting format. I, I found our group to be a lot more productive 
perspective, it really does provide a good amount of structure and um, also a good way, like, uh, like recording notes, like my notes are really well yeah. organized and it's, it's really good for us to just look back at, you know, past meetings to see things that we need to do and things that we're working on and all the progress that we're making with our different rocks that we're working on. And this is Katie. I will just echo what Kelly said. Um, L10 is something I hadn't heard of before. When we first started, I was like, what is this? Is this some kind of like, it's the new thing, right? The new way to, to run a meeting. Um, but I, I do, I do see how, I mean, just the efficiency and the, the productivity is, is great. And I'm actually um, starting March 1st, going to be moving to another organization um, for those who don't know, I'll be working for the International Association of Accessibility Professionals as their community manager, and I'll be working with a lot of committees. And um, one of the things they asked during my interview was, you know, about running meetings. And I told them a little bit about the L10 structure, and I might um, see about implementing it at that organization. So um, I'm really um, excited isn't maybe quite the word one would think to associate with such a, a <laughs> concept, but, but I do, I do see the benefits of it. And I, I do um, want to, to kind of learn more kind of on the back end of, of how it works. Um, but, but I really think um, from my perspective, from our public awareness groups, it's, it's kind of helped keep us on track and keep, keeps us moving forward and, and um it really in a, in a good direction. So I'm, I'm very pleased with it. And I, um, you know, thanks to Kelly for kind of uh, pushing us forward in that direction. So yeah, no problem. Very much. Thank you. Kelly was the trailblazer. Uh, and yeah. then, uh, Clark, Clark and Jeff, Tom, I know you all are now using it for the advocacy steering committee. to get everybody off mute here yep this is clark but i'll let jeff go if he's available oh there i'm yeah you're on i think we can hear you well we could hear you i think jeff may have muted himself again but yeah the advocacy steering committee has been using the l10 format i think since december um and one thing it's really helped us with is focusing and driving our conversations forward. Um, and I, I hope that everyone sees the results of that this coming week with the, um, the sessions and organization of the legislative seminar, in addition to the community events and uh, President's Hump Day happy hours that we've done leading up to the legislative seminar. Jeff, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I, I just think it has made for some very rich discussions. Um, and so I applaud the use of it. The, the one concern that I have, I'm thinking of implementing it in my advocacy services committee, but we only have an hour, for example. And the, the only concern I have is that we always use that hour completely with our substance. And so I'm trying to figure a way of maybe, you know, modifying the the icebreaker portion or something that will allow us to use it and still have as much time as we need for what we do. So I guess there's no, you can't necessarily, um, I mean, it, it isn't necessarily uh, anathema to, 
be completely rigid about it, but I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, are there ways that we can modify it and still use the basic tenets of the, you know, L10 method? I think so. And then, and, and then just in full disclosure, the, the as traction EOS trains it, it's, it's really is a 90 minute session. And so that's, uh, you know, we've kind of, uh, many of the steering committees have kind of shortened it down to an hour to kind of, you know, not, not take too much of people's time, but, uh, you know, it, it allows for basically the first 25 minutes to half hour to be kind of all of the, you know, the, the personal and the rocks and the highlights and the to-dos and then rolls into the IDS for the last uh, hour, which is kind of interesting, but good, good feedback, Jeff. Um, Nancy, anything from your side? And I know, I know Janet was listening uh, on the, the, the stream, so I don't know if she's here, but I know we have uh, David and Katie and Jim from the uh, convention steering committee as well. And Kim, yeah. And Jeff, we got a lot of board members on the convention steering committee that could speak to it. So Nancy, any comments from you first? Well, what I think it does is I think we um, try to figure out what we need to talk about at the meeting and so, we, and then we look at what is the most important items to talk about, and we can talk about them, settle them, and then they don't have to continually keep re, um, being recycled at the next meetings. We talk about them, get done with them, and then move on. So I think it helps us uh, helps us be more structured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see. I continue to hear a reoccurring theme that kind of it really does put you. It focuses your meetings. Mm-hmm. Mr. President. Yes, Dan. right. Yeah, uh, Ray, Let Kim go first. Let okay, Kim, Kim go first. Kim, Kim oh, and then you. Ray. Yes, Kim. So um, I, I like the L10 format. I think it's really productive, but, but I have to agree with Jeff. I have a little bit of a hesitation. Um, I haven't rolled it out with the audio description <laughs> um, steering committee yet because the steering committee is large. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also because... We're doing so much darn good work already. I mean, I, I, I can't quite figure out the dynamic and how it's going to change and what to do with that. So I may want to collaborate a little bit with you on it. I've been a little slow to go toward L10 with that committee because it's doing, I mean, there's seven of them. And there's and, a pretty good structure, and there's and a good this, structure it's very already in place. Structured the yes. way it is, so yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of with with Jeff a little bit that I may take some pieces of a traditional L10 meeting and implement them in some way because I like IDSing and I like headlines and to dos and things like that, um, and rocks too. So there's some things I think that. I've always recognized with different names, but if we use both names for a little while, maybe that will kind of transition it a little bit. So, um, so I could certainly use a little um, help from you probably to, to make some kind of a transition, but it might be a modified L10 scenario for the I, I, audio I could definitely project. see that for the audio description yeah. project. Given yeah, because the other side of that is that the goals that the ADP has set up are very structured also. Yeah. So right. they provide the structure yeah. that, you know, yeah. maybe the L10 would if yeah. people didn't have as specific, you know, they've got their important goals and their not so important goals and everything like that. So yeah. say they really have the rock kind of a yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, thing yeah. anyway. Yep. Yeah. 
So Kim, I just wanted to put that the out there so you didn't think I had no. totally abandoned L10. No, no, no thank you, Kim. We, 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 we completely understand. So Ray and then Katie. Okay. And then Dave. First, of all, first of all, Katie, I'm going to talk to you offline about IAAP because I've got some very strong thoughts about that. It's a great organization, but it's the best kept secret in the accessibility community, I think. Uh, but be, beyond that, not for long. If Katie's in charge, of yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I want to help her do that. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, you know, I'm the guy that says, "Oh God, change meetings. Let's just get the damn meeting over with and go to the bar." Okay, <laughs> that's me. But I got to tell you, this L10 thing is growing on me. Um, artists started rolling some of it out at the membership meeting. Cindy rolled it out at the membership steering committee to us. And then Anthony rolled it out uh, in, you know, as he organized the herbs um, committee. Um, and I got to tell you, it's a really, it's a really great format. And people have said it already. It focuses the meeting. I, I think, I think sometimes in meetings we get off on tangents and sidetracked. I think what L10 does, and it's probably one of many great formats, but it's the one we're using, is it sort of focuses you on the task at hand, getting the job done. And um, um, I can say to Jeff and that now we haven't had a lot of issues to, of IDSs to deal with yet, but uh, Cindy and Anthony got it done in an hour, and we still had time to do the icebreaker and all those those wonderful things. I think it's uh, I think it's it, it's a it's a format that's growing on me. So if you can get me to do it, anybody will do it. So just <laughs> wanted to share that. Okay, and uh, David was next. Uh, no, I think Katie was next. Oh, Katie, uh, Katie, and I'm sorry, Katie, and then David. Okay. Katie? Yeah, just wondering if um, if it might be possible to, you know, have it be voluntary or whatever. But if if there could be maybe some board training around, you know, L ten. I mean, I've seen it kind of implemented for our meetings, but like, what else is there to it? Or, um, you know, how do you kind of get get an organization started on it? Um, or just, you know, I'm thinking maybe for even affiliates um, at some point down the road. Um, you know, but maybe if we could possibly look into that, um, you know, for people who wanted to come, um, I, I think that could be beneficial to some of us as, in different leadership roles across ACB and, and its affiliates, perhaps. So. I agree. Very, very much. We can definitely. That's uh, something we, we can look into. Most definitely, Katie. Yeah. And we also. Um, we ought to do the board more, meetings like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if we get the board meetings in 90 minutes, suggestion. that would be great. It's going to be a suggestion of mine that at some point, maybe later this yeah. year, maybe the fall board meeting, we, mm -hmm. uh, we do an L10. And um, mm -hmm. we, we have put together, uh, and thanks to Nancy and Kelly, we have put together a document that shows the anatomy of an L10 uh, that has been shared with, I believe, the committee chairs list. Is committee that chairs, that's correct. We shared that yeah. in um, uh, yep, at the... Um, December or January? Uh, maybe November. I don't was, <laughs> believe it was November. But, but yeah. November. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I don't remember yeah. seeing it. Yeah, I don't yeah. either. The committee chair. We had about. I don't. I don't think people, I thought it either. Like uh, Sheila Styron. Yeah, we went out to all the committee chairs, and uh, I know Sheila Styron is already uh, looking at it, as as well as a couple. Uh, the um, yeah. uh, auction uh, committee went to L ten. Yeah, several have. Yeah. Okay, uh, and then David. Yeah. Uh, Katie stole part of my thunder. I was going to ask for a training too. Um, Sorry, Dave. But, <laughs> but uh, 
the other thing that, that this does for us, I think, uh, from what little bit I know, is it's going to make it easier when we transcend committees, you know, when we change out uh, chairs and when we change out members, uh, they'll have guidance. I, I think it's going to make us far more productive. And I look forward to a training on it because I, what I've seen, I like. Okay. Well, I think we could definitely uh, get in touch with uh, uh, Lee, who's, a, who's, who's helped us through as our, our implementer of traction and, and, and a lot of our experts that we've developed inside of our leadership team. So, yeah. I oh, Dan, one more thing. Could, yes, could, David. Uh, or Eric, could, could y'all send that document out, the roadmap thing out to the board? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We can, yeah. We can do yeah. that. Absolutely. We'll um, send it out today. Yep. Nancy's Perfect. probably doing it as we speak. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, David. All right. Well, and thank you all for your input. I'm going to move through real quick here. I want to try and get through the president's report, and then I think it will be time to take our first break. Um, item three, uh, item C on the president's report was really uh, from our um, auction chair, Leslie Spoon. She wanted to thank the board of directors uh, for their participation in both the summer auction and the holiday auction. Uh, it means so much when we receive contributions from the board and the board participates in the events. Uh, the two events combined raised over $52,000 for ACB last year. And of course, uh, Leslie would not be without an ask, and so she would like to ask you all to please consider uh, supporting uh, the convention summer auction, which will be July 20th, uh, including an appetizer auction uh, ahead of the actual auction. And uh, the deadline, I believe, is June 1st, and she's probably going to yell at me if I get it wrong for items to be uh, turned into the auction committee with their description. So please consider that. And again, she wanted to say thank you for uh, all of your uh, support. Uh, item D, I really wanted to talk a little bit, and we can do these in parallel in D and E, uh, but I wanted to get some, Eric and I wanted to get some feedback from you from both the diversity and inclusion training that Jane Dunham did for us last night, as well as the uh, uh, sexual misconduct prevention training and kind of uh, really the whole uh, approach to inclusion uh, in all of our policies and documents uh, that uh, Rosalie uh, McNamara did. So I, uh, would entertain some discussion from you all related to those two topics. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Yes, yeah. Ray? Okay. Um, as someone, and I think Kim mentioned this too, as someone who's been through a lot of diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings over uh, my career, um, I did. I found this one to be, these to be very good yesterday. In particular, Jane's, because I've often sometimes felt like as a white male, I've sometimes felt like that diversity trainings are really exercises to you're the bad guy. You, you've been bad. Um, and really I thought Jane's was kind of like, Hey, let's, let's explore where you first got your initial views about people of different races and how you've evolved over your life and how we can continue to evolve as a world. And, uh, and that, and I felt, I felt comfortable. I felt safe. 
that I could, you know, discuss and share my feelings. Uh, yesterday, it was very, it was it was really a safe space uh, to do that, and I commend uh, Jane and Rosalie for for allowing that to happen. And I secondly, um, I really like the trainings that we did because it's further professionalizing this organization in ways that it has never been professionalized before. And I, and I really think that that, I mean, we are, we're a business and we are a, 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 a nonprofit corporation and we need, we are, we're finally, we're acting like it. And that's the kind of thing that uh, I like to see. Uh, I like to see. So um, thank you to everyone that worked to put these trainings together. They were, they were excellent. Thank you, Ray. Uh, Mark? Yep. Absolutely love, love, love uh, uh, Rosalie's uh, presentation last evening. Uh, if we were, since we, we loved to talk about the L10 thing, uh, if I were rating that meeting, that would be that would be an 11 uh, <laughs> for, for sure. Uh, it sounds like a line right out of uh, Spinal Tap. That one went to 11 from something. Uh, it was just fantastic. And I think we said this last night that you know, a fabulous conversation, uh, content that was not at all, you know, quote unquote, dumbed down. We didn't get talked down to as if I'm the smart attorney and you guys are the volunteers who don't understand this stuff. It was a mixture of just good quality substance, approachable content, and uh, candor, which was just fabulous. It's one of the better ones of those I've seen, and, and I hope I can. Uh, replicate something like that, frankly, for another group uh, that I'm involved with. With regard to the first one, though, uh, I think I thought uh, I was a little disappointed in it. I'm, I'm not entirely sure what we gained. Um, let me compliment it first, and I'll tell you what I mean. So for much of that two hours, whatever it was, uh, it almost felt like we were doing a group talk therapy session. And I'm not talking that down as someone who has benefited greatly from talk therapy, even recently. Uh, I'm all for it. Uh, it was a, a very open conversation. I think we all kind of had a chance to bond with each other, uh, maybe in you know more ways than we've had to be able to do in the past on some pretty sensitive stuff. What I was disappointed about was that at the end of that session, I don't think we had more tools in hand to do something about it, whatever the it is. I'm not sure that we ever really identified the it or the several it's. Uh, and so I, I, I did feel a little frustrated at the end that it seemed like this was a good, um, like I said, a good, a good sort of group chit chat opportunity, but not sure that we left with any more sort of tools, techniques, strategies uh, to move forward. Thanks. And Dan, this is Katie. Yeah, go ahead, Katie. Um, I, I just kind of want to echo what Mark said. Actually, I was, I thought that the trainings were good overall, but I was a little bit disappointed with the diversity and inclusion one. Um, just, you know, I, I thought Jane did a, she, you know, knew her stuff and, and was a really good presenter and, and things, but yeah, I guess I was hoping for more of an end result or more discussion about how can we move forward as an, as a board. And maybe, you know, maybe that's something for another time, but um, I don't know. I, I didn't personally get a lot out of those two hours. Um, I think there was a lot of good discussion, but, but, um, to Rosie, you know, uh, 
any attorney with the gift that can explain law to simple, you know, to people like me who who don't understand it is is good. I, I you know, she did an excellent job of presenting a very difficult subject. So, um, but again, both both were good. I just I found the the second session to be a little bit more um, substantive, shall we say? So this is Jeff. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. Yep. I I, I want to sort of I I don't disagree at all with um with Katie and Mark, but I do want to say um in a little bit of a defense of where Jane is coming from that subject you, you know when we're talking about the whole issue of sexual harassment and and, and the hostile work environment etc we all come from most of us come from a position of having had you know many prior um you know experiences with classes we sort of know it uh you know not explicitly and not completely but we come from a much more complete understanding of it. Whereas, you know, when we're talking about the whole, you know, racial injustice topic and, you know, when we get to unconscious biases, which we didn't really get to today, but all, all the, the racial privilege, everything that goes into it, I think we start from a much shallower place. And so there's a lot more to the topic. So yes, we didn't go far enough. We certainly need to talk metrics and, and many other things, but I think it's a much more difficult subject to completely encompass. Uh, this Dan, is Doug. Uh, and, Doug and I'll Go Pat. ahead and then I'll go. Okay, yeah. Doug and then Pat. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I, and then Jim. I, I, yes. um, I think, I think uh, a nugget um, that sort of uh, Jeff provided a nugget that I think didn't get really um, talked about enough. Jeff, uh, Jeff, Tom, uh, he said uh, the key is mentoring. And I, um, I am f totally convinced that um, that's one of the ways that, that we can uh, actualize what we, you know, what we talked about and, and, uh, you know, walk, you know, in terms of walking the walk. Um, so I, 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 I would like to uh, commend Jeff on, on making that statement and, and just sort of bring it out again, because I think that that was one of the, you know, choicest nuggets that that happened in the whole in the whole discussion. Thank you, uh, Doug. And I will say that tomorrow morning when we start our president's meeting, the first session in general session is uh, a presentation from the Multicultural Affairs Committee on uh, mentoring. So a very thank you for keying that up, Doug. That's very good. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next, I think we had Pat. Thank you, Dan. Um, yeah, I was looking. I would be very interested in looking at what is the roadmap? What do we where we're trying to go with diversity, equity, and, and inclusion. What is the time frame we want to see results um, make our or continue to make our organization more inclusive? Um, one of the things that was brought up at the end uh, when we were looking at conclusions and where we go next, which I don't think we had enough time to look into, was the fact that we're bringing a lot of people into these community chats. That is a resource that we are just beginning to understand, beginning to bring the people into the organization and perhaps up through the organization. So understanding what that, how large that group is, 
what they have to offer and how they plan to be included in the overall organization is something that we're just beginning to understand. So I think it, looking at the entire in looking at the Oh, oh, go, go. All right, everybody, a chance to mute there. And then, Pat, did, did were you finished, Pat? No, I accidentally, I accidentally muted him. Okay. Sorry about that. And, and, and unmuted Noah. Yeah, I'll mute. I'll mute Noah. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. There's no no need to apologize. We're on Zoom. We're doing our best. <laughs> it was a good. Um, actually, I think uh, Noah just uh, said everything I need to say. And I do I do appreciate where where uh, folks are coming from because I do I do agree that that these discussions do start at different levels and mm -hmm. and one is more prescriptive. Here are things you need to do to be in compliance. And one is really almost a discussion about culture and beliefs and attitudes. And, and so they are, um, I think, uh, I, I, I appreciated both discussions. And I think they were things that, that, that do come at the, at the problem uh, from different points of view. And, uh, and I think, ultimately require different conversations to build towards the, the final solution. Uh, was there somebody after Pat? I apologize. I'm it's a Jim, Jim Crot, right? Jim, were you after Pat? Let's see if we got Jim here. And then David. I think I hear Jim. Jim? I'm sorry, I was you're, muted. I you're, apologize. You're here. We got you. We got you, Jim. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I think that I looked at Jane's presentation as a starting point. Yes. And from that perspective, I really have to say that she certainly made me think, remember, reconstruct and put my thinking cap on about where we need to go and what we can do. I don't think in any way, shape, or form we're done with this. I think we've started a dialogue. It was a great dialogue, and we have more discussion to have and, and places to go. Um, but I thought overall um, both presentations were unreal. Very good. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Jim. Uh, David? Yeah, um, you know, it was, it was great. Uh, it was not, you know, when it, I've been to a lot of these things, guys, over the years, and most of them are boring. These weren't. Uh, they were very informative. And as we look forward on training, you know, we can't place a value on the, the quality of training we've been getting over the last few years. And uh, that yesterday was just uh, something that need, it needed to kick us off and get us moving in the right direction. And I'm excited about it. I think it was real good. Thank you, David. All right. Any, anyone else?
All right. Hearing no one. All right. We we are going to, if everybody's okay, take a recess uh, until uh, 1.05. So that would be 15, 14 minutes if I shut up and get everybody off the line. So we'll come back at 1.05.